Welcome to Two Dudes in a Canoe. I'm Junior. And I'm Jordan. We're two pastors who do enough preaching. Instead, we just want to have some conversations about life. So come on and hop in. And if you haven't yet subscribed, we'd love for you to be a regular. Whether you're on a run, in the kitchen, or on your commute, grab a paddle, hop in the canoe. Let's navigate a river together. We're back from a week off. Thanks for giving us a break. It was Easter, which is a lot for us. And then Junior, you and I, we went to Nashville. Did, did we go to Nashville, though? Because <laughs> we didn't really go to Nashville, did we, Jordan? No, we were going to go to Nashville. We went to, we went to Nashville. We went, okay, we went to Nashville, but the whole goal was we were going to go to Nashville to stay. And then, what, the day before you found out, because we Airbnb'd a place and we found yeah. out, it's not, we did not stay in Nashville. We stayed just outside. We stayed two hours away from Nashville <laughs> on the border of Alabama. And, but it was pretty. It was an awesome cabin. Right? Like, way we, out in the woods, yeah. on a lake. It was just quite a drive. It was a little of a drive. Well, you know what's funny? So, so we were in Nashville. I, I was walking down the street, and I don't know where you went. Like, I was just walking down the street, and then all of a sudden, I see you go whizzing by me on a scooter <laughs> yeah. in the middle of downtown Nashville going, this thing's awesome! Uh, yeah, my feet hurt. And you guys just kept walking. I said, I'm getting a scooter. And so, those things are fun. Yeah. Bert, have you been on a little bird? scooter that was so jordan yeah well it was fun well then we also we went and stayed uh, on a fishing lake so we were trying yeah. to do a bunch of fishing yeah. all weekend we caught nothing nothing zero fish all weekend and and the worst part was is you and i were on a the bridge overlooking a dam and we saw probably, what like thousands. thousands i'm not like yeah i'm not yeah. i'm not exaggerating this thousands not. it was like a hatchery the fish yeah. are on top of each other we're throwing hooks in with worms <laughs> they're not getting anything yeah. So then Jordan <laughs> creates this like 10 hooks line and he of, ties all together. I called it the line of death. <laughs> line of death. And he's just trying to snag their gills. I was spearfishing. It didn't work. We still came home with nothing. Politics River. Hey, Jordan, I have an idea. Let's talk about something nobody wants to talk about right now. Let's talk about politics. Hey, you, you have some people who like talking about politics. Uh, yeah, sure, but they're the type of people who don't wanna, you don't want to talk to for too long. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a pretty good point. Well, listen, like it or not, though, we, are, we all know everyone is talking about politics already. We're already doing it, yeah, whether you want to admit it or not. That's true. So let's, let's talk about it. Let's do it. How'd you vote, Jordan? <laughs> okay, settle down. I don't want to get into that. That's not, that's not, I don't think that's probably how we want to go down this river. Because obviously, Junior, you and I, we both have political opinions. And this podcast, it isn't for us just to convince people, right, to vote one way or the other. I don't think that's what we're trying to do. Right. Yeah. As much as I want to spend this river convincing everyone in the canoe that big government is bad, you'll just oh. want to jump out of the canoe and then wait. And then we waste a river. Yeah. So, Junior, instead of you trying to get us to favor small government. Like our founding fathers would have. <laughs> instead of Junior trying to get us to favor his opinion, we're going to talk about how to handle this, this kind of crazy world of politics. Yeah. A world of politics that will only get more political. That's so depressing, but it's true. Yeah. You think about it. This is so ridiculous, but it's so true. All the bad things in the world, we blame the other side of the political spectrum, don't we? Oh, absolutely. It's human nature. Yeah. Problem is, is it's creating a large divide and people like the media are profiting off of it. So your anger with former friends or over politics, and you have this, right? You have some friends who you don't really want to talk to as much because of politics. That is just putting money in someone's pocket. That friendship that fell apart. That's lost. That lost relationship put money in somebody's pocket. In a sense, we're all being played. Republican, Democrat, big government advocates, small government advocates. It doesn't matter. Yeah, Junior, we actually put a poll out on social media. And the question was this. Is it okay to be apolitical? A apolitical. Apolitical, meaning you just don't care. Is apolitical even possible, though? Like, I mean, you have to have an opinion. It's just human. Okay. A apolitical, meaning that 
you don't take a ton of interest in politics. You're not okay. really into the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't really get into the elections much. The news is off. You stay pretty quiet and out of it. And that sounds refreshing. But I got to know, Jordan, how did people vote in our canoe? Yeah, it's interesting. We had uh, 75% of people voted that it was okay to be apolitical. Okay. 75%. All right. So that most, most people by, fo- by yeah. far. 90% of guys voted yes, that right. it was okay to be apolitical, and uh, 99% of girls voted, so all of girls voted, no, that you shouldn't be apolitical, except, really? except me. Really? So it was me and my ladies. So all the people who voted that it you should not be apolitical yeah. was a bunch of ladies in Jordan. That's right. <laughs> wow. Why would you say it's not okay to be apolitical? Because I think that, I mean, our, the policies affect people, right? Okay. And, and people matter, and so... I mean, I know it's kind of a cliche, but it's true. I think that policies affect people and people matter. So I think we should care. All right. I like that sim- simple response. Well, what do you vote? You voted. I think you. I saw you voted the other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I voted that it's that it's okay to be apolitical. Like part of me. Okay. Yes. There's stuff we should care about. So abortion for one. And, and I know some progressives are like down on Christian speaking against the slaughtering of babies, but it's a huge injustice. We should care. It shouldn't even be a debate. We should care about certain things. But so that's, that's being political. Yeah, I know. But the other side of me, though, is. I have friends that are apolitical. They vote, but but they don't talk about it much. Like they don't argue about it, and they're just refreshing to be around. And they're not like all on edge. It's not like you know walking on eggshells around them. You know, you're gonna set them off on some sort of political yeah, rant. But they I just seem to be more apolitical. They still vote. Yeah, I feel like that's part of the problem though with our country is that we become so sensitive. Like, why is it bad? Why does it have to become so heated by talking about politics? Like, why can't right. me and you just talk about politics as friends and disagree and still go and have a well? Drink that never after? happened. I think that rarely ever happens for people to talk about politics and it not get heated. I feel like we've talked about it and it hasn't gotten very heated and we've disagreed about certain things we, we disagree about pretty minor things but yeah. when it comes to like our overall full perspective we're pretty close on things so you're talking the, the big stuff yeah, yeah right yeah and I'd, I'd agree with that but i i think the biggest thing that's killing families and friendships and churches i don't think it's just politics i think it's more about how we treat people who think differently than us i think it's very dramatic people want people want dramatic stuff when it comes to yeah. politics so like case in point four years ago when trump was you know first elected a group of people wanted us to denounce Trump in the church. Like, wanted me to slam the podium and say, Trump is a bad, bad, bad man. Now, this year, a few conservatives are asking to do the same thing with Biden. Hey, we got to denounce Biden from the pulpit. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But somehow this attitude is becoming very expected and very normal. We got to make like a big statement and really fire up the choir or, you know, really throw yeah, it at whoever so disagrees with us. Because I'm like, what's, what's that going to do? Like, okay, great. You get up and you blast Trump or Biden. Like, what, what good is that? Nothing at all. I mean, nothing good. You piss off one side, and then you get the other side all excited, and you preach to the choir. Now the church is divided. Oh, and the new people who are checking things out and want to learn about Jesus, they're gone. Yeah. You know, and your church gets labeled as political. You're right. And that kills the church. We're seeing that with churches. Left-leaning churches, right-leaning churches. It, it's, it has this damaging effect of politics, and, and it's heading towards this schism. It's, mm-hmm. it's, I, it's really, it is dividing the church. Absolutely. The church is about more. It always has been, and I hope it always will be. Jesus didn't come condemning the Roman Empire and picking fights and denouncing Caesar. I mean, you think about it, uh, among Jesus' disciples, he had Rome-hating disciples, and then he had Rome-sympathizing disciples, like a tax collector. Mm. His agenda was far bigger than the politics of Rome. He, he yeah. wasn't as into that as what he was in the kingdom of God. And I think Christians mm. are starting to get sucked into the lesser. 
And so if, if you're not a Christian, you get a pass on this, but let me just say this to the Christians. Christians, we need reminders that this is not our home. Yes, we're to work for the country's good, we're to pray for our country, and we're to influence as, as much as we can, but at the end of the day, Jesus will come back, politics will be obliterated, come Lord Jesus, there will be no America, there will be no UN, no EU in the next world, you will not identify with a certain party. Mm. And Democrats, Republicans, Libertarians, that whole circus is simply a side freak show <laughs> that distracts us from the bigger picture. There are bigger fish to fry. Don't let politics suck you into living for less. That's so good. And, and I think we'll, we'll find that our political passions are going to, we're going to look back and we'll be like, I think I'm a little embarrassed of, of how into this we were. But, but either way, no matter if you like the donkey or the elephant, you, you're, you're probably tired of politics. Yeah, I think we all are. And you just don't know how to detach yourself more from it in a healthy way. And so we have some political addictions going on that I think we can help with. Yeah, Jordan, I like these political addictions. It's so good. We can't help ourselves. We keep going back to politics like a dog to its vomit. And like, like addicts, we're agitated. We're losing relationships over our addiction. And we know it and we can't get away from it. But we are hooked. And so how can we navigate politics without it taking and engulfing us? I, I think as a society, we're terrible at this. Oh, yeah. So how can we not be played for profit while, without ruining our relationships? Yeah. But before we get to that, we have some canoes. All right, Junior, I have some of the wildest canoes that's hit our canoe. Bring it on. I feel like our canoe has just fast-forwarded into the future. Yeah? Get this. Right. Elon Musk's brain chip company released a video that appears to show a monkey playing Pong with its mind. They put a brain chip in a monkey, and the monkey is controlling that, that Pong video game. Wow. See, here's the thing. Our canoe story, we had the monkeys were fired from picking coconuts, <laughs> and now we're giving them good work to do, playing now Pong. I don't know. Listen, we've seen, we've literally watched 20 movies on why this is a bad idea. <laughs> you know? Like, how right. many Planet of the Apes do we need to see before we're like, this right. is bad. Yeah. But at least they're not picking coconuts for our coconut water. <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh, man. But, Junior, here's, here's my big question. Because the, the technology that they're doing is they're, they're putting this brain chip, and they want to use this brain chip so that humans, we can control even, like, our iPhones and different things like that with instead of, yeah, with our mind, instead of using our thumbs. Right. So, ethically, do you think it's wrong? Like, would you do that? No. I wouldn't do that, but I'm not saying it's ethically wrong. Like, I even think of people who are paraplegic. Like, that's awesome for them. But I don't know, like, the conspiracy theorist in me is like, no, that's horrible. Like, they're going to take over the world, blah, 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 blah. That, that's where my mind goes. But I've, I've had to learn in my own mind to separate, like, my personal opinions from, uh. I can't defend that with scripture. So I, I can't say that that's wrong. Well, that's good. I, there's no way I'd do it. I'm not putting something in my brain. Do you think it's unethical? Well, you brought up the whole paraplegic thing, and that gives me some sympathy. But I don't know. I think it's wild. Because we're supposed to be careful of our minds, and then you're attaching something to it. Dude, what if you could hack someone's mind? I would hack my wife's mind. To do what? <laughs> All right, here we go. We got three ways to recover from politics. Jordan, you said politics are an addiction. Can't agree more. And so this is, this is so good. We're talking about politic recovery. So good. I wish everyone outside the canoe could hear this. They are missing out. Because seriously, we have political addictions and not much recovery is being offered because it is making our dealers rich. But our canoe offers recovery. 
And so here we go. Number one, this is really simple, maybe too simple, but Junior, we're, we're simple guys. Number one, take a step back. A step back from politics. It might have to be a big step back. This might look like turning off the news for a week. That might be the healthiest thing someone does. Yeah, you call it detoxing. I'm just detoxing. No, no social, no news, no political podcasts, no political conversations for a week. And then see how you feel. At first, it'll be like a regular detox. You'll get agitated and, and you know, feel a pull to get sucked back into those work conversations. You'll or hear somebody sweating. say something and be like, oh, I got to get into that or, or watching the news. It'll put you on edge. But then after a few days, you're going to start feeling this sense of ah, refreshment. That's good. It reminds me of a, we have a buddy and he, he decided to take a fast pretty much just to get away from politics yeah. for, for a month. It was a detox. It was a detox. He said for a month, I'm not going to... He used to listen to like politics on the way to work. And on the way home. He was just sucked into these political podcasts. He'd watch, you know, read about it, a lot of news. So he just said, for for a month, he was getting so agitated. So he said, for a month, I'm just going to cut it out. And instead, he, on his way to work, he'd listen to, you know, things edifying, like two dudes in a canoe. Yeah, right. right. Here we go. And and he he would, in, in work, he'd steer the conversation when people would bring up politics. He'd be like, hey, man, I'm just. I'm trying to get away from that for a little bit. Yeah. And it was, it was, and he, he said, said after, he was happier. Yeah. After, after a month, he was like, dude, this burden lifted from his shoulders. And I think we could all use that. The hardest part of this, though, of, of taking a step back or detoxing, at least for me, is going to be social media because we burn our extra time on there. And then we run across that one friend who you know who it is. They are really loud. They have the dumbest opinions. They're picking political fights on social media. And you don't comment, but you have a conversation with them in your head, right? And then 10 minutes later, you're off your phone, but you're still talking to them. You're still fuming about their stupid political posts. Yeah, how much mind space has been wasted because you of you arguing in your head after Oh, my gosh. So like, much. You know, a lot of times you think it's just a quick comment and I'm done. But no, yeah. it, it that eats up your, your mind I space. feel like the political parties already have us chip like those monkeys. I yeah. mean, they're just like already in there. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Number two, the second step to political recovery. So first you got to take a step back, detox, so to speak. So number one, detox. Number two is see information differently. See information differently. Yes. What, what, what do you mean by that? Well, here's how we see information. We'll learn something, you know, information about the border crisis going on right now or information about defunding police or we learn something about a politician and we think, oh, I got to remember that for next time I run into Fred. <laughs> it's like we have this arsenal and information is bullets for us and we save information in order to shoot it at whoever the news says is our enemy. Yeah, we, we live in this age of information, but, but information, like you said, it should become ammo. Yeah, it's, why it's a war zone out there. That's why I love that point, see information differently. Because I, th- I think we need to see these things as really some layered issues. Right. So yeah. well, let's just take a couple, because what we do, I think, is we, we take layered issues and we put them into little cliches and we yeah. think, oh, we've solved world hunger. Right. Yeah. With, a, with a dumb little cliche. We try to oversimplify a very complex issue. Yeah, all the time with yeah. these catchy phrases. So yeah. what are some we'll, of these catchy we'll phrases? T- we'll take both sides, okay? okay. We'll take uh, conservatives, build the wall. Yeah. Build the wall. Sounds yeah. powerful. Sounds sounds uh, safe. Yeah. You know? Right. And then we'll take the other side of it. Uh, families belong together. Yeah. So two opposing ideas. And and really, it's it's to oversimplify yeah. phrases to a very very complex. Which issue. again, families belong together. Sounds very compassionate, very yeah. nice, very kind. Borders but, being open is not a is not a good thing. No, you have two complex. I mean, this is you have two really simple statements for a really layered issue, and so we need to see information differently. Yeah, and this is where again, this is going back to how the news is profiting from our division. Is the the news 
feeds us these very simple yeah. phrases to these complex issues. And then we grab those half stories, these biased little yeah. pieces of information, and then we use it as ammo to, to shoot, yep, to, because to it's, shoot at each other. Because they're great rallying cries and they sound really good on a short little Twitter feed. Yes, yes. So after you detox from politics, you will get pieces of information. You're going to hear something from a friend. You're going to read something on your timeline. You'll see a news item. And instead of seeing that as ammo, oh, I got to remember that phrase the next time um, I'm around Fred so I can shoot him with that info. Instead of that thought, just think, I'm going to get the full story. I'm going to dig deeper than just this single layer. I'm going to get the full story of what's actually going on. That's really good. Proverbs 18.15 says, An intelligent heart acquires knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. It's a fool who runs into a half story and then uses it to pick fights. The wise, what this is saying is that the wise seek a full story. They, yes. they want to know and understand everything before they start firing shots and before they start running with something. Yeah. It's all about the half story. I mean, vast majority of the time we hear something, it is half the story. It's not, that's, and that's so, it's okay to wait to have an opinion, you know? Yeah. Because it's so quick now. I think people, they want to, they hear something in the news and they're like, oh, jump on it. Where, right, which right. side are you on? Yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't know the story. It's almost wrong to say that now. Right. right? Yeah, yeah. Everything's got to be so quick because of social media. And we talked about this in our Q&A river when we talked about bearing false witness, that all of yeah. a sudden something happens in the news and it's like, we got to condemn this guy or you got to say this guy's okay. It's like, I'm not going to bear false witness. I'm actually going to get the full story. That's biblical. But, but for real, the vast majority of time you hear, see, or read something, it's half the story. For the last four years, media went nuts over Trump. A lot of half stories flying around. Now with Biden, stories are coming out. Many, many half stories. This is how we become divided. Half stories divide us. But full stories, seeking knowledge, seeking to understand, having that healthy approach to go deeper than the single layer will do wonders to unite our country. Then number three, the road to political recovery. It's this. Consider the outcome. Consider the outcome. And there are many angles to this. Yeah, the, the big one for Christians being the outcome is Jesus coming back and ruling and reigning. It's Jesus who brings the kingdom of God, period. De Democrats, you will not usher in the kingdom of God. Re Republicans, you will not usher in the kingdom of God. It's Jesus. So if you're a Christian, that's easy. We're, we're all about Jesus. We don't play politics. We're, we're careful about politicizing the church's mission. Because the outcome, it's blatantly obvious in Scripture. <laughs> Jesus wins. Yes. And neither party's going to help. Yeah, come Lord Jesus. And Jesus is going to have a small government because it's just Jesus. So oh, okay. <laughs> you know, that's the main outcome, Jordan. I love, I love what you just said. But there's also another angle to this. Consider the outcome of you engaging in politics. So here's what I mean by that. Let's say you're watching the news. Consider the outcome. Are you going to turn off the news with a good mind? Maybe. Are you going to be more peaceful when you fall asleep tonight after watching the news? Yeah, probably uh, not. Probably not. Yeah. Conversation with your friend pops up. You're at work. And politics start going, you know, big conversation. Consider the outcome. Are you going to change their mind? Eh, probably not. Are you going to annoy them? Eh, probably. Scrolling social media and you see a fight going on or engaging in a social media fight. Consider the outcome. Are you going to win? No. Nobody in the history of social media has ever won a fight. Even if you intellectually won, you're still stupid because you were dumb enough to engage in it. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And what, what happens when you do that is you just lose influence. Yeah. E each and every one of us, we have, a, we have influence. Mm -hmm. And when you, you have to, there are times where you have to go against other people yeah. and kind of forfeit some of that influence. Yeah. But why do it over something as stupid and as dumb right. as as? Politics? Well, Jordan, we talk about this all the time. Being in leadership, we 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 kind of have the term uh, leadership uh, chips, 
is that sometimes when you have to go against somebody, you're going to cash in some chips on something. Yeah. You know? And chips being cashed in, politics is never, to me, it's just not worth cashing any leadership chips when it comes to politics because politics doesn't matter that much. Because of the outcome of Jesus coming back, we want to save our chips for what really matters. So consider the outcome. The outcome for you is you may have just cashed in your chips, right? You needlessly, needlessly, needlessly cashed in your chips over something that probably wouldn't have mattered in the first place. Yeah. So every time, and I dare you, every time you're tempted to engage politics, it's conversation, it's the news, it's social media, it's a podcast, I dare you, consider the outcome. Is this going to help me with my walk with Jesus? Is this going to refresh my soul? Is this going to help me love other people? Is this going to Help me point people to Jesus who's coming back and going to win everything. Or am I just loading up my arsenal and firing away? And we're not saying talking politics or watching the news isn't loving someone. Because right. it, it can be. It can be loving to have a gracious conversation about politics. I would argue it's what people actually need more of. I think we need to be more of talking about these things graciously than, than sure. hiding. leading the way in that, yeah. But what we're saying is before you engage, check your heart. Really what this boils down to, and I'm going to sound like a jerk, but just hang with me. Don't jump out of the boat. Really, if you boil all this down, most of the time, nobody cares about your political thoughts. Nobody cares. <laughs> That's why this podcast isn't about junior or my political opinion. Yeah. Because we know... One, either you don't care, and that's fine, right. or you already think like us, so why would we just kind of promote our political opinions in the canoe? The, the outcome is not worth it. It would make it's a difference great. either way. And I know it sounds mean, but it should be a humbling thought we carry. Nobody cares what you think. You, you, you will convince few people politically. You're just going to. Very few people you will convince yeah. politically. And those potentially few people you do convince of something, oh my goodness, you have a wake of people you have soured relationships with. So really, nobody cares what you think but they do care how you love. We don't need more information. We need a lot of love. Yes. And, the, and the truth is we won't be great at loving if we can't detach ourselves from the political messes that we've kind of ensued. Yes. But, Gene, before we, before we kind of sign off here, yeah, we're going to try it out in just a second. I want to ask you this question because I think it might be in a lot of the people listening in their minds. Sure. Because we get this a lot is why don't we talk about more, why don't we talk politics at church more? And I oh, want to ask yeah, we you, get this all the time. Do you think we should? Do you think churches should talk politics more? When should churches talk politics? Only when it intersects with Scripture. Only when it intersects with Scripture. And that, that's part of maybe some of my frustrations is I think sometimes, and I get this way too, sometimes I'm like, maybe I should talk about politics, you know, because I get fired up myself. Yeah. And, uh, and so I'll get, you know, emails where people will make comments or want to meet and they're fired up about politics. And I, I, I totally understand that because I get the same way. The problem is, is what happens is we oversimplify something and then we want to force the Bible into it. You, you can only... Talk politics as a church when it directly intersects with Scripture. So I hate it when people want to talk about immigration. Preach a sermon on immigration using the Bible. It's like, no, 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 no. It's dangerous. Yeah, right. It's very dangerous because we're talking about immigration in 2020 versus, you know, the nation of Israel thousands yeah. of years ago. You, so we can't oversimplify something. And this is what a lot of Christians are doing. This is yeah. what a lot of churches are doing is they're oversimplifying something and then they're forcing Scripture into it. And that is just not good. Yeah, that's good. Thanks, thanks for that, Junior. All right, this river's try it out. It's pretty obvious. Do the political detox. Pause those political podcasts. Take a break from the news. Get off social media if you have to. But but share this podcast before you get off social media. Actually, let's do this. Let's do. You can make the post because of this podcast. I'm detoxing. Listen to it and join me in the detox. That'd be awesome. Yeah. But take a break. Step back and then tell us how it went. We want to know. Either you'll message us and say, that sucked and you guys suck. <laughs> or you can write us and say, hey, that was really refreshing and I got better thinking back. 
<laughs> Hopefully it's the latter. I always thank you for hopping in the canoe with us, and we've reached this river's end. We've reached the end, but this is not the end of our podcast, no. and we would love for you to continue to help us make this podcast and, and share it. Share it with your friends, like, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Yes, a share goes a long way. Please share. We love seeing those. Thanks for hopping in. We love you. We'll see you at the next one. Mm-hmm.